0: Hello everyone and welcome to One OneTrollport Podcast, episode 273. My name is Benjamin Yoder. I'm here today to talk to you about video games. We got a really diverse show this week. We got Dojin Games, a puzzle game. I've been playing a lot of little things because uh, I've been working on the Xenoblade video. I'll, I'll give you a little update on the Xenoblade here video here in a second, but uh hey, don't expect it this week, probably. <laughs> We're talking about Chibi Robo, a couple new new uh RPGs. Or I guess mm, they're Kickstarters. So are they new RPGs? They're new RPG ideas. (laughs) And then also uh, we're going to talk about some Dead or Alive because that is the world I live in right now. I don't know. I've been thinking about Dead or Alive a lot recently. I'm thinking it's time to finally play Dead or Alive 4. Like that feels like a good thing to do right now. I'm not going to do it. But that feels like a good thing to do at least. I just I have too many of these tiny other things that's going on which, which we'll get into right now. Um, so I've been playing more Farland Story again, again, nothing really new there, just kind of your typical strategy RPG kind of thing for the PCFX, two and a half hours for each mission, it feels like, and despite having a partial fan translation, it actually is kind of, it's not hard to get into, but, uh, there are a lot of things that will trip you up because you don't, you are not understanding what your characters are saying and things like that, because they only translate like the, the, the user interface for mechanics and things like that, not like the character dialogue, so, anyways, so... Um, so i played a little bit of that nothing new there i'm just slowly pushing my way through i want to at least get through like maybe two or three missions a week but I, even that i'm having a hard time hitting um but one thing i did do this week is i don't know what possessed me but i think i was just like not feeling particularly good one morning i feel like i had two two days this week i just woke up and i was like Bleh. um but uh i played some Dojin games i just like popped open the folder I was like what's going on in here i mean these Dojin games i have are all old ones from Comic Cat. 97 so some of these I probably looked at at some point some of them I remember some of them I don't really remember um but I did I've been wanting to finish more Dojin games recently um so when I'm playing when I'm not just popping in for five seconds and then just kind of checking it out or at least that's what I'm trying not to do. I'm really trying to invest some time into them. So one of those games was Clock Lock. And actually, if you watch the stream this week, hey, by the way, we didn't do a Tail stream this week. I broke my VGA box. It's a long story. I think I, I, I bought a replacement cable. I don't know if that's gonna fix my issue, but we'll be playing Tail this next week. We'll just be using S-video cables. But anyways, um but I ended up playing Clock Lock um on, on stream as well. But this is a game that is a um 2D platformer I'm trying to remember if the girl is like a maid or something like that. Off the top of my head, I can't, I can't remember. Uh, but basically, she like throw these knives, and there's like three knives, and those knives like kind of recharge. And um, I think somebody in the chat mentioned. I think there's like a t- uh, t- Toho game that's like similar to this. Um, but basically, as you go and you platform around, you can also like pause time and things like that. So you can kind of go around platform, and then um, you know, pausing time will let you either, you know, attack enemies or freeze platforms, or it'll like freeze uh the, the wind blowing and things like that as well. So this 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 game or quote game is really the trial. Um I had the Comic Cat 97 version of the trial. Um, and that, uh, is just like one or two stages plus a boss fight. Um, so I, I played through that whole thing and it was actually, it was pretty neat, you know, pretty solid little platformer kind of thing. I will say that like uh, obstacle wise, there was not anything really going on. A lot of the enemies just kind of like sat there and just like hanged out. However, in doing some research on um, this game is actually put out by Kyoto University Microcomputer club um so this is like a university game um and they have a website um as well as a booth page as well so i'll link those in the description um if you're interested but on the website they actually have a trial for this game um and uh it's an updated version of it so they have new graphics and things like that but more importantly the enemy ai and behavior is actually um uh pretty different so I haven't finished the the updated version and I probably should go check the box fight because the final boss in the the uh Kamiket 97 version trial was pretty whatever um but I'll be curious to see given how all the other enemies have been updated like how that that actually functions in the updated version of the game but I thought it was pretty fun just like a cute little platformer um and and you know it's, I, I feel like it's one of those things where, like a lot of times Dojin games there's not a lot to say about them um they're just kind of, you know, there it exists and you're kind of like, "Hey, cool, somebody like threw this together for school." And like it's a surprisingly pretty playable thing. Um I don't know if like that like that, so comic Cat 97 was end of 2019, 2020. Um so now it's what uh, 2022, so like I don't know if this is something people were putting together their freshman year or if they're it's like a group project or what. But I'd be curious, like, who worked on that game, if they're still around. And I, I don't remember when the trials dated. I feel like the date the date was, like, sometime in 2020. So maybe they've finally dropped it. But they have, like, a whole website for it and everything. So I don't know if there's plans to finish Clock Lock or if they have finished it and they sold it on CDs at Comic Cat or something. I went through their, like, uh, blog page and didn't see anything like that. And then it seems like, like their blog was kind of being updated pretty spottily at times. So I don't really know. But it was just, like, a cute, fun little thing, you know, not a lot going on in it. There's just some, some neat things you can do with platforming. I like that you can throw knives, freeze time, and then hit yourself in the back of the head with a knife. That's kind of a fun, cute little thing. But anyways, I just thought I would highlight it. And and I think it's especially worth mentioning because you can actually go and download it. Um, another uh, Doji game I played uh, is Unity Fire, and this one we actually played on stream a long time ago. If you go back to like those Comic Cat ninety-seven streams I did, um, I probably played it in there. I would assume, and um, I, I, I seem to recall when we played it there, I could not really figure out what we were doing. Um, mainly because of the controls. And when I booted this game up again, I was like, oh yeah, I don't really know what's happening. But this is a third-person shooter featuring Unity Chan, but they're like very chibi, little bean people kind of thing. So they're all very small. And it's basically an arena fighter. As far as I can tell, it only has like arena fighter, arena shooter. Um, And as far as I can tell, there's only one stage. I don't know for sure, but there's like different missions you can do on each stage, I think. Um, As far as I can tell from what I've played, all the missions are the same, which is just basically either survive or shoot the other people, um, and then win, win the encounter kind of thing. Um, so, but what's kind of bizarre about this game is it maybe controls a little more similar to like a Mega Man Legends, maybe I'll, I i do not know a hundred percent sure if this is true off the top of my head, but you know, it's not your traditional third person shooter. I can at least say that, um, because it uses, um, the left analog stick to rotate your character and run forward. And then you use the, um, the bumper, no, the triggers, um, to turn your camera left and right, and it's a very, very slow left and right. And I don't think there's sensitivity settings, so it, it seems like either I'm missing something, or or that the actual controls are just very, very slow moving um and then so you know if you're playing i think there is like a multiplayer mode you can do in the game but um you know i think you need like an ip address and stuff so like i would have to really go out of my way to set something up but like all the bots basically just like run in circles and you basically just try to shoot them they don't really try to shoot you much although they definitely can but um you know for the most part the the bigger problem you have is like if you run out of time when you need to beat them kind of thing so um yeah it's just kind of a cute little shooter and um basically the the core concept of it outside of just shooting enemies is um you basically go and collect these like upgrade orbs and I can't tell what the first two upgrades do. I assume they're making your gun better. Um, But the third one like has explosions basically. And so for a while you have explosive shots and they're really large burst radius and given how like quickly the enemies run around and how slow your aiming is it's actually very very useful. (laughs) Um, So so um I would not say it's like a particularly good game at least with how the controls are that I have it at the moment. Um, but I, I was able to kind of appreciate it a little more. Um, I think the big thing that I need to probably go back is just like try to mess with the controls a bit more Uh, using it on keyboard. I could not figure out how to turn at all. But on a, on a controller, you, I was able to turn that way. So um, that that was a fun little thing to mess around with. But it is definitely very simple and very straightforward. Um, but thankfully, it does have bots, even if they are just like, that's <laughs> kind of funny to watch and they kind of feel like little like mice running around in circles. So they just like will run around in circles and you shoot them and then just run off or something like that. So, but they move so much more faster than you. So again, I don't know, maybe I'm just missing something in the, the gameplay compartment of it, uh, which I would not be surprised. You know, a lot of these games don't really have instructions or they have like readme files things like that so i don't know if i looked at the readme file for a unity fire but but the last Ocean game I played was actually one I really, really enjoyed, um, and that is Over the Dune. And this is uh, also from the Kyoto University Micro Computer Club. Um, however, when I went to their website, I could not find anything uh, about it, really, uh, outside of the fact that it was at comic 97, which is the one I went to. Um, but yeah, it's like a rhythm RPG, and um, essentially you have a character that's like on the left side of the screen, And um, there's, it's actually pretty complicated for what it is. So, or, or, you know, for essentially being a prototype. Um, so essentially you have a series of cards in the top left corner, and those cards represent the number of actions you can do. So if you go to attack, you basically can attack by default three times, essentially. And uh when you attack, it's very kind of paper Mario-ish, Mario-ish, you gotta like time out the attack hits where it hits like a little um like within a little field or whatever. That's like the proper timing, right? Um, and then depending on how many hits you do, you get different bonus uh uh points. So if you do a three-hit combo. Um, you get like an extra damage stack on top so so they kind of encourage you to use these in different sets of numbers however you can only go up to five so essentially you know it's either a three hit combo or five hit combo to do the most damage because they have combo multipliers on top of those anything in between the one two and four those don't have any combo modifiers they just have like a sequential modifier for you doing more um, hits essentially, but um, and so yeah, and uh, how you get these cards is essentially you have defense phases where you have to basically play a little mini game on the bottom of the screen, and each enemy has their own little pattern they attack you with. You could kind of maybe think of it a little bit like an Undertale, but it's a very much more straightforward rhythm game kind of thing. And um, and when uh, you block a hit, either you do a block which just reduces the damage you take, or you do a perfect guard, which is it's not called perfect guard, it's just called perfect. But when you use a per- when you get a perfect that actually gives you a card in your hand so you have the three by default and then if you get two perfects within a defense phase you can do up to five actions with that you know you're kind of like comboing and countering and stuff like that Um, but then there's a a couple other elements on top of this one is that the bar you have at the bottom is at least by default early on is very thin uh, to actually like time it into so if you go into a defense stance um, you actually get a larger bar down there. So you can basically increase the leniency of your timing on those those actions. Um, in my eyes, it's kind of somewhat required to some degree to, to do it properly. Um, but uh, so what you can do instead of attack or, or maybe you only want to use a partial uh, of your cards for attacking is you can basically either expel all of your cards or a part of your cards into a defense uh, modifier. I think it's called dexterity in the game, actually. So you like funnel it off to like a temporary dexterity buff and that gives you a larger um time frame of which you can um uh you know hit those perfects and you get more cards going forward um so obviously you know if you have four cards or something like that so you can't do like the five combo we can do a three combo you might do like three combo and then discard your other card for a little bit of a buff on your timing window or something like that So there's a little bit of strategy there with that. And then there's also another layer to this, which is the magic system. And so when you're defending uh, attacks in the rhythm uh, bar or whatever, there's actually like little symbols and those symbols represent different types of magic. And for the majority of the the demo, um, you only get two types of magic. So you basically choose between an attack magic or a heal magic, and then also you have to have two of them to cast, so you can actually mix them as well to get like a, it looks like a, an attack buff, I didn't, I didn't like translate it or anything, but it looks like probably you get some kind of like attack defense or general stat buff or something like that, so you get, if you combine the two different spells, you get like a stat buff, or if you get two of the same spell, um, like the attack spell, you can do like a fireball attack or something, and then uh, if you get two of the the healing spell, then you can just heal yourself kind of thing, um, however what's kind of interesting is that you can only hold two at once. And the button you press to absorb that magic as it comes to you is actually different from the typical beat button. So basically what happens is you'll be defending, you know, these beats and these different magic elements will come in and then when you hit the different magic element you'll absorb them but if you have two magic elements you can no longer absorb any so if you hit the absorb button it won't block the attack and you'll take the damage so it's like keep in mind how many spells are within your 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 uh, mana pool as well and so like all these things kind of combined to just having like an interesting level of depth to it again this is just like a prototype somebody did but it, it like only has one song as well but it's like re- really well produced the presentation is nice you know it is all like you know sprite art kind of thing and the characters are just like little stick figures or whatever not really stick figures but like shadow you know you kind of like the the like the characters on like restroom signs that have like the circle heads and the blob bodies it's kind of like that is what they look like uh the main girl though has like a complete detailed sprite and everything and the background is like a um i guess you call like what is it called a music uh, visualizer where like you know bounces back and forth with like these little lines you know as as the music plays out and the song's like a five minute song most most encounters will end before you get to the end of the song um it does eventually stop and just like has a hard a hard restart they don't loop it um, but you know most encounters won't last you that long the only reason i heard that was because i left it on the title screen or on the uh, the combat screen intentionally just to hear um uh, the whole song kind of thing um but yeah, so it's just like this really, really uh, interesting thing. Oh, and then on top of that, I guess there's still more layers to this. So when you finish a, a encounter where you fight these enemies, um, you also get to put uh, buffs into your stats. So you get you know, strength stats, so your attacks do more damage. You get a deck stat, which increases your timing, so you can permanently increase the timing that you have. And then you also have a, um, a vitality, which is increases the amount of health you have. And then you also have... Um, a uh psychic, I don't know what the psychic one does. It might be like a magic defense or just magic potency. I'm not quite sure on that honestly. Um, and then, so throughout the matches, you get like ten points after each one. You can dump some points in there, and then you do have like a a heel as well, like a, a emergency heal. But for each run, you only have three of those heel cards. So you know you ideally don't want to use them until you know you absolutely need to. And thankfully, the game's very lenient on if you die. You it basically starts you right back over from the um, the start of the, that, that 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 fight you're on. i was about not say song, but really it's all the same song. So. Yeah, so I just did some digging around for this game, trying to figure out if I can find, you know, the person who did it or whatever. I could not find anything else about it. Couldn't find a download link or anything like that either, um, which is a shame because it's really, really cool. I would love to see, like, what, what they could have done with the idea going further. I think I just like... The idea of just rhythm games that have gameplay mechanics to them. Uh, I forget who it is. Biophoenix. BioPhoenix was on stream this week and was like, hey, hey, we played the uh Miku rhythm games or whatever. And just like, I think for me, I need like more than just like start up the game and then pick a song and then get a score kind of thing. Like, I, I like to have a rhythm game to be feel like more of a complete experience. And so like mixing it into RPG elements is definitely A way to get it like um you know to interest me so I don't know maybe this is based on another game that I don't know about um but I did really like it and it's really cool and um I will probably you know I've been doing these clips for the podcast I'll probably load up a, a YouTube clip of this later at some point and then put some gameplay footage in there so you guys can see what it looks like although I'm not sure when that would come out um but it is something that uh I really enjoyed and um it is maybe it is maybe one of the best like doujin prototype games I've ever played. I, I put like an hour and a half into it and I, I really enjoyed it. So, um, if I figure out more about it, I'll let you know. I did look, Hey man, uh, machine translate conversations with people online is typically like a bad idea. There's actually this really funny situation where like I made that buddy mission bond video. Right. And then somebody machine translated, um, Uh, so I machine translated the game when I was playing that and then somebody in the Japanese community machine translated my video about Buddy Mission Bond and then I machine translated their comment about it then responded back in machine translation and they commented back like it's just the whole thing and it's like this is a nightmare like this is like Thankfully, like we're not talking about anything important, right? So it doesn't really matter, but it is just like a nightmare of like everything could go bad in this, this series of events. Um, but anyway, so I you know I, it, it is very dangerous to use machine translation online, especially communicating with people. You have to really keep certain things in mind. I probably am a little too ambitious with it at times. Um, but I did leave a comment on the um the Twitter for the uh, the university on the 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 post they made. About that game, uh, like about, not the game, but the collection that that game was featured in. And just was like, hey, is, did anything come out of this uh, beyond that? So I don't expect to get a response. You know, I don't, I mean, admittedly, I have no idea. I think I posted it last night. So, you know, Japan time, it probably would have been late in Friday, like Friday, so maybe next week I'll hear something, or by the time you hear this, it'll be probably the start. Um, I'm going to take a strong guess. I will hear nothing back, because it is a school university club um, Twitter. But but um, I, I, I am curious if it went on and, and if they worked on it any further. But yeah, I cannot find anyone named Asragi um, as their username or whatever, so um, that, is, that is unfortunate, but it's an awesome game. And um, if, you know, I'm very hesitant to distribute any doujin stuff just because you know it's kind of not my place to do so i feel like so i'm sorry but if for some reason i have any change of mind on that i'll definitely let you guys know so (laughs) so yes speaking of rhythm stuff sumiko gurashi mina day rhythm party this has, it isn't supposed to be in here, but we're going to talk about this, I guess. So this is a news story. We're in the what I'm playing section, but I threw it right here, I guess, because it's a rhythm game. Um, this is a little weird, like, egg-shaped, bean-shaped animals, I guess, kind of thing. It's really cute. It's coming to the Switch. Uh, it kind of feels like a four-player rhythm heaven game. And it has a really cute aesthetic to it. So, um, I, I don't know. I feel like there might have been something like this before, but I might just be mixing it up with some of uh, the else. The, the, I have not engaged with that Smiko Gurashi Gudashi mina Minade Rhythm Party. Um, I don't. I haven't really inter- inter- interacted with that series at all in the past, so I could be mixing it up with something else. Maybe I'm thinking like the Tamagotchi Wii game. That's like a, a, a motion-controlled rhythm game as well. So maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But, anyways, it looks cute. Looks kind of fun. I don't think I'll ever play it, but I if I ever see it like super cheap or something like that, I might consider picking it up. I say that, but I have 30 billion rhythm games at my home. I. Look, I gotta do another pickups video because I ordered stuff from Vink and it got here. I'm now the proud owner of, uh, what's it called? Maestro? Magic Maestro or something like that? PS2 rhythm game. Uh, I picked up the Japanese version of the games. I forgot what it's called. Majestic Maestro, something like that. I don't know. We'll do a pickup video on that eventually um so you guys can see what that is but uh you know i i really don't need to be buying more rhythm games i have so many and i do not play the majority of them except for over the dune (laughs) um so there was that surprise news story break there Uh, and then i also played uh psychic force puzzle tyson um so this is the uh bubble bubble puzzle bobble i guess is the right phrase for it in the u.s uh but it's the you know uh uh you know, game where you basically have the little uh, orbs that you throw up at the top of the screen and then you break like you connect three of them and then it can like break off certain sections if you know depending on how the orbs are laid out by color uh, as far as i'm aware this is pretty much just like a straight you know rip of of the puzzle bobble formula with nothing special going on no special powers um, but it's like in the versus format thing so you basically have characters from this fighting game series called psychic force which i have not played um, and you just go through the story modes and things like that i am not good at puzzle bobble I don't kind of don't have anything to say because like all I do is like I just throw the orbs at the top of the screen, not really sure what to do like I throw i mean I try to match colors right um and I know there's like strategy in terms of like you know having you know essentially a line of colors that like disconnects chunks of the board away from the rest of it so you can basically drop a ton at once so i think like i think the idea is that you want to just build up a bunch of garbage essentially and then basically just have one line of color that you can just like break and then it falls and then that's the end of that Um, but I have not figured out the best way to do that, honestly. Um, personally, I think the, like, to me, the board feels too small. I'm sure it's fine, but to me, I'm like, it feels so cramped and so tiny in here that I I feel like I have a really hard time doing anything, but, you know, I could probably look up a video and just get some, like, beginner tips on, on it, but, um, just cute aesthetics, little voice acting things. Also, you know, if you do the puzzle mode, you get, like, little CG, uh, graphics thing, so you can get a bunch of art. I think it's like nine pieces of art for each character, one for each puzzle or something like that, maybe. So um, yeah, it's it's pretty cute. Um, there also was like a. Uh, uh, uh Puzzle Bobble, um, four-player game that got—I don't know if it was announced or if this is just an update on it. Um, but I think we may have talked to this about this briefly. But it's actually pretty neat. It's a um, again another news story. I don't know what I was doing with these notes this week. <laughs> Back to the news story. I think I just like combining topics together and did not think about where they're actually going. Um, but yeah, I was actually looking at a Puzzle Bobble uh, game this week. Um, that's not coming out to like 2023 on the Switch, but it's a four-player Puzzle Bobble game, and it's one of those like. M- if you ever seen some of those multiplayer or, te- or puzzle games, sometimes they'll like put everybody on the same board, essentially. Um, so this is like that where like the whole board across is basically the, you know, all the, the playing fields for all four players. Um, however, they, the fields are divided by these, um, uh, crates or whatever. And then you can basically, it seems like you can basically break the crates off to essentially, you know, open up the ability to shoot into the other players fields and things like that. So I thought it looked pretty cute and fun, but like, given I don't play multiplayer stuff with people that often, especially something like that. And I don't know if it has online either. I doubt I'll end up playing something like that, but I'm I'm enjoying Psychic Course Puzzle Tyson. I think I just need to go and do some more research before I play too much more because otherwise i more or less just throwing stuff at the top of the screen and just like hoping it works out for the most part. So, so yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much it in terms of what I've been playing this week. So, you know, a lot of little tiny things every every everywhere, but, and then also uh, going back, I've been playing through uh, Saga a little bit, not a lot, but like, you know, loading up old save files just to kind of, go back and get a feel for certain parts of those games and also get some footage for them um, just to kind of a, you know, reinforce my, my opinion on those games in terms of, you know, putting in stuff in for the Xenoblade videos and then also getting that footage of uh, the uh, uh, warning warning. If you're going to make Xenosaga content or need Xenosaga videos, Xenosaga episode one clear files do not load (laughs) like it's there I don't know if you could like transfer it over to Xenosaga episode two or what but like as far as I can tell that save file is complete dead weight once you beat the game so uh, if you want to make sure you can go back and do other stuff in Xenosaga uh, episode one at least uh, make sure you save a separate save file before you finish the game um because otherwise you can't do anything so i just got some tutorial footage from that game which kind of sucks i don't like doing that i like showing stuff later in the game typically um but you know most of what i need to say about xenosaga episode 2 or episode 1 is in the episode 2 battle system as well so um, I don't think it'll be a huge deal, but I'll try to slip in some episode one footage in there for for good measure. I did look in uh, I did confirm. I went through all my GameCube memory cards. I did confirm I do not have any Botan Kaito save data. Um, if you don't know, a long time ago, I have a GameCube memory card that was like one of the white ones that had like you know a thousand something blocks or whatever. And um, I don't know how true this was, but at the time, this is the theory: is that the original run of Wii's that had GameCube support. Um, the uh, memory card slots when the system was vertically standing did not have proper vent- ventilation. So if you had a memory card just sitting in the Wii like 24-7 as you used it, it would end up in situations that the memory card would heat up a lot. Um, and then so like, again, I don't know how true this is, but at the time, this is what I understood in doing research about it. Um, and then, uh, that caused the memory card to essentially stop storing and, and loading safe data properly. Um, I think I tried to get it to work and try to pull files off, but it just kept corrupting them. And I'm guessing bot and kytos was one of those files that I tried because I can't still load the card up and I can see the data there. And what I was thinking is like, maybe I should try to copy it off using an SD uh, card reader and see if like, I can maybe p- push it over to another memory card and see if it survives that way instead. Um, so I might give that a shot. Uh, although I want to make sure whatever card I'm pushing it to is basically blank because uh, I don't want to risk, you know, doing any issue damage or whatever like that. So anyway, so part of me is like, hey, I need to either start through Botan Kaitos, but I really would like later footage from Botan Kaitos. So I know there's like GameFAQ save files that people uploaded a long time ago. So I've been thinking about seeing if maybe I could try to see if I can load those onto my memory cards using the SD Media launcher that I have. Um, because then I could just, you know, run around and do whatever I need kind of thing. And that that would be good. So I will probably try that at the very least. Um, and then if that fails, I'll just play the beginning of the game. And then um, if I need more footage, it's more complicated. I might just have to go grab somebody else's footage, which I really don't like doing. I like to keep everything my own footage whenever possible. It just makes my life easier, to be honest. I, I really don't like the whole, like, okay, let me source all this footage from somebody and then... You know, I, I in the past have asked people to like, can I use your footage and stuff like that? Or use your screenshots. And most of the time you just do not get a response. And so like, obviously you could say that is a good reason that you should not use them. Um, but sometimes you're just trying to make a video. <laughs> so I don't yeah. know if that's a good thing. Like, like I said, I try to like, but if I, if I like what I've been doing the last like four or five years is focus on my footage. Only use other people's footage when it's absolutely necessary for me to use it. I need to get the scene in Saga where Jesus Christ is standing there. So um, I'm not going to do that unless I, I need to double check. I don't think there's an event viewer in Saga episode three. If there is, I can grab that on my own. Um, but otherwise I will just be grabbing a clip off YouTube and then sourcing them back. So that is, it seems like most people are generally fine with that these days. Um, some people I know can be pretty, pretty stingy about it, which I can kind of understand. There's a, there's actually a conversation this week on Twitter about like, um there's like, so there's like a Sailor Moon cartoon pilot or something like that. Um, it was like some, some old pilot that was done for a Western version of Sailor Moon. Um, I don't know. I did not look into like the modern understanding of what this thing is. I just know, I knew this thing existed a long time ago. And uh, apparently, like, I guess the full episode probably got, um, found. I think some lady got it from like the Li- Library of Congress or something and then uploaded it. Uh, But then they, like, watermarked it. (laughs) Um, So, so it was like, okay, like, I don't know, like, it's kind of feel how you feel about watermarking. I know some people are very upset that they watermarked it. Um, I think, like, ultimately, I like, as long as somebody has shared it, that's the big thing, right? Um, But at the same time, um, you know, as much as I think you probably shouldn't watermark that stuff, um, I do think uh, there's. I can understand the logic behind window water market. You know, you, you put all this effort into setting up and getting this thing. Um. So, so anyways, th- that's a long way of ma- me saying, I totally understand why some people are like, Hey, don't touch my screenshots. I played through this game and I did this, or don't talk, touch my footage and things like that. But I feel like it's a smaller and smaller audience of people who care about that stuff, especially as like, I think more and more people are like, Hey, we probably should just have like this stuff available um because it's important to have this stuff just available whenever possible so hey guess what it's patreon time thank you again so much to all the patreon people who have subscribed last week you got a near automata video wow the review i i don't know if that video was good i hope you enjoyed it um it was a lot of me very being very critical of myself i feel like i will say um so at the five dollar bonus video level you can get that video i think the not this week but i think next week uh there's the buddy mission bond cups unboxing videos if you want to see me unbox some buddy mission bond cups there you go i believe that's coming up next week but anyways so um for people who are contributing to the patreon thank you again that includes henry dagger Jillian, Paul Daniel, and discreet. So anyway, again, thank you guys so much for supporting me. I really appreciate it. Um and as usual, we have ourselves a Patreon question here. If you wanna ask a Patreon question, you can do so on uh, mondays at 3 p.m or well, like this is when the post goes up there's a post that goes up on the patreon and you can just drop your question in the comment there if you want it sourced to you or you can message me if you want it to be anonymous um but uh yeah you can ask a question there but the post goes up monday at 3 p.m and then you can put po- you can fill it out whenever you want throughout the week you don't have to worry about it as long as like before friday that's kind of the big thing so um and jillian asked a question per usual we got our cell A question. I don't know why I said question twice. Any memorable video game ads you want to talk about? Video, print, stunts, events, etc. Oh, man. When I think of video game ads... Mm, i guess trailers might be like involved in video game ads too it's pretty broad range right just the, the 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 press process of video games um as for like actual commercials though um i think like i think this is probably true for a lot of people but super smash brothers the 64 is like one of the first ones that i feel like i really took notice of I was like what mario kicks yoshi that's crazy kind of thing you know family f- friendly image for for what's it called you know Ignoring the fact that Mario like punched Yoshi in the head in the Super Nintendo version of the game, right? (laughs) But, but, uh, or in Super Nintendo, Super Mario World. Uh, but yeah, that was like one of the things that stood out to me. That's the one that's like, it's me and you and you and me song, right? So, um, that's, that one always like really stood out in my head. Um, I remember, like, a lot of commercials being uploaded to, like... I think it's called, like, RetroTVCommercials.com. I have no idea if that link is valid anymore. Don't go mess with it. There's a ton of old video game commercials on there. but This is, like, pre-YouTube, I'm pretty sure. And um, I really got obsessed with um, the Mario uh, series commercials in Japan around, like, 2004 and 2005, I think. It's around that era. Um, and this campaign was called Hot Mario Brothers um initially i think it was just hot mario and then uh and, like he's in a mario kart double dash commercial and it is a a very nice looking uh japanese actor man playing mario uh but then they had Ma- hot mario bros which was like more of like just kind of i don't know the, the, i mean they're definitely like fine they look fine but they didn't like look as like a pretty boy kind of thing as the other one did um but yeah there's a bunch of commercials featuring uh mario and luigi and um, I don't know why, but I just really liked them at the time. I was like, "This is like a really cool thing." Like this, these people dressed as Mario and Luigi going around playing basketball, and and they're like babies in the Mario and Luigi's. Uh, uh, what's the DS game? The Mario and Luigi RPG DS game. I forget what it's called. Brothers in Time or something like that. Um, Partners in Time. That sounds right. Um, anyway, so I really like that one. But my favorite one out of all was from Mario Party Seven. And like, I look mario party 7 us commercials they're fine it's like mario on a cruise ship or whatever It was very much within the the, the nintendo of america style humor Mar- or like bowser i think gets like shaving cream on his face maybe that's the maybe that's the slumber party commercials whatever um i think it was a cruise ship for mario party 7 though if i recall correctly i could be misremembering anyways not important mario party japanese commercials though were, were hot mario brothers and uh one of them is like This family on a couch just like playing Mario Party all together it's it's Mario Party 7 is the one that had eight player support so each person grabbed one side of the controller so it's like this whole family on there and it's like this really slow like happy music and everyone's like oh like everything's moving in slow motion and they're all like laughing and playing and stuff like that and then just like it cuts into like Mario and Luigi like crying while like looking at this this like family playing And then it like cuts out further away and it's like them hiding under their couch, like sitting there. And then the family notices them and like steps back and jumps back. So it's just like a goofy commercial that that commercial sold me on Mario Party 7 for some reason. So I got myself a copy of Mario Party 7. I had kind of not played Mario Party for a long time. I, I, I played Mario Party 1 or I have Mario Party 1. Didn't pick up two or three, but I did rent those. And then I think I rented four. There's like a very brief time that I rented GameCube games. Pretty much, pretty much once once Final Fantasy XI came out, I, I, I forgoed renting games for the monthly subscription. Uh, not exactly the the, the the financial benefit on my part. Uh, there because, you know, renting games was significantly more expensive than, than <laughs> like renting a game every weekend was a lot more expensive than, uh, than, uh, subscription to Final 11 but it did slow down a lot of the games I played. So Mario Party was one of the casualties. I did not pick up one until about Mario Party 7. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I played a lot of Mario Party 7. I really, really enjoyed it. There's also a really good, uh, Xbox 360 Christmas commercial as well. I'll link all of these if I can find them. I'm pretty sure I can find most of them. Uh, I'll link all of these though. Uh, but anyways, there's an Xbox 360, uh, commercial, uh, in Japan for Christmas that was like joy to the world. And it's just like a few different, like commercials or games to, to this version of joy the cover of joy to the world and um i don't know i just like the the commercial i think it's cut really well i think there's like something to be said and maybe this is like something that's really relevant in my videos maybe like i think there's like good footage to put with good songs and like i think there's a way you can match those things up in really interesting ways that that's fun and I, i feel like they're very different commercials based off like you know Or I think like commercials can be very successful based off like how they're edited sometimes. Um and and that Xbox 361, I think, is one of the ones I really enjoyed because it is just kind of whatever. Like, I don't know. It's like a bunch of just like it's like Prince of Persia, I think Tales of Vesperia, Lost Odyssey, and then Master Chiefs in the commercial too as well. So, but you know, it's just like video game clips with Joy to the World. And then I think it's like a I think they put like a little Christmas hat on the Xbox 360 at the very end, which is kind of cute. So um, you know, with with like I don't I don't know if it's because I'm using like ad blocker. Maybe do I use ad blocker right now? I can't remember. Honestly, sometimes I feel like I am using ad blocker, but sometimes I feel like I'm not. I feel feel like at some point, depending on how annoying the website is that I'm on, like YouTube or Twitch, I will go and update my ad blocker to make sure it works. Um, I feel like most game commercials, I don't really pay that much attention to anymore. And I feel like most of the time it's like, you know, epic kind of commercials kind of thing not not the company epic but like i'm mean, like in my head i can hear the beginning of like every video game commercials that i can remember like <laughs> kind of thing right um so yeah i don't know i'm trying to think of like the last time i saw like a really good video game commercial trailers no problem there's trailers online but just like a commercial i feel like most of games probably just the types of games getting advertised these days like it's stuff that's more mainstream it's going to be more like you know the battlefield not a battlefield that's relevant these days, really, but um, you know that type of trailer. I feel like is, is, is what's going to get advertised to the mass market uh, more likely. So uh, I talk a lot about commercials, though. Um, any videos, prints, stunts, or events? I can't think of anything like too crazy. There, there's the "Touching is Good" campaign for DS, where you got like the mannequin hand. I don't know if that's an ad per se; it's more like a camp, like a web viral web thing or like basically they'd send you a mannequin hand and you could take a picture of it with your ds or something and then send that in there was um i'm trying to remember it was like i i i was not aware of this till like years and years later it's like perrin kaplan with nintendo um she told a story about a pokemon event that they did at some point i think it's for red blue or maybe silver silver gold no, really early pokemon game and i think it was like something where they like filled up a bunch of hot air balloons i don't know what was in the balloons or whatever but like uh, the uh, whatever was supposed to happen was i think they were supposed to have these balloons go and then they were supposed to like either pop or drop stuff down or something like that and it did not work or something like that. or maybe like it it didn't like work as they expected and it ended up with like a bunch of just like garbage everywhere kind of thing and so
1: like it was just like
0: some weird nightmare event i wish i could remember the actual story of that But I'm sure if you go, I mean, this is probably a very old, um, uh, Nintendo voice chat podcast, I think is what that would have been. This would be very old at this point. Um, probably like 2012 or something like that is when she was on there. But if you can look at that, I'd have to go back and like, listen to it to really remember the details. So I don't know. Video ads and stuff are like kind of neat, um... I feel a little bad like just highlighting these particular ones because I feel like this is like I feel like whenever I just have something like this particular era of commercials I liked these things like um I don't know I just can't think of too much stuff like modern day stuff that really jumps out at me but I I also don't like follow advertising cycles for games very much anymore right so it probably just me getting old and not having enough time to pay attention to that stuff so much like i did not look at xenoblade chronicles 3a stuff like at all once i saw a gameplay i was like cool 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 i think this game is going to be interesting uh, i was wrong <laughs> well I, it's not that i was wrong you know, i'll get in the fine details of that in my xenoblade chronicles video but anyways thank you again patreon people Again, you can ask the Patreon question 3 p.m. Monday. The post goes up on the Patreon if you'd like. If you want to do it anonymously, feel free to message me instead the question. Um, otherwise, we will probably get another Jillian question. I think there's like 10 or so of those left that she gave me backlog-wise. So, And we also have level skip. We can go back to like what what video game do you, you'd never want your girlfriend to know that you played. Those, qu- those questions are kind of fun because they're very dumb. <laughs> so, but but I think Jillian's questions give us better discussion at the very least. So, video game news time. Even though we already kind of th- put news in here a little bit, um, Kenichi Nishi. I believe he's the director on Chibi-Robo series or whatever. Um, He had a little uh, series where he talked to uh, a website called Time Extension. I have never heard of Time Extension before. This is new to me. Um, Anyways, but uh, he basically was talking about um, some stuff. And one of those things was uh, the Chibi-Robo series. And uh, basically, he said that uh, he does not think the Chibi-Robo series will come back. He's not at Skip. He's not necessarily the authority. I think he more or less, you know... Whether he knows or what's going on with Skip or not, he either played dumb or legit does not know. Um, so he did not mention much about it. Uh, I do need to go back and like dig around a little bit and just see if there's been any updates. Otherwise, but yeah, basically it sounds like he's saying that eh, Chibi Robo probably not happening. Um, I know Chibi Robo is a complicated licensing situation. I believe Skip Bandai and Nintendo own some stake in Chibi Robo. Um, so uh, I don't know if like any one company on their own could be like chibi robo time babies and uh nintendo is pretty clear when they're wrapping up ziplash they're like this is kind of the last chance for chibi robo to make something work um personally i feel like nintendo gave every chance to chibi robo to succeed in a lot of ways i do not think making park patrol non-exclusive to walmart would have helped it that much to be honest with you um personally that's how i feel i know other people feel differently but um yeah it's all water under the boat at this point. Um, but yeah, I feel like Nintendo, you know, at the very least, you know, they gave, they gave us a lot of Chibi-Robo games. So I'm I'm glad that series lived the life it lived. It probably overstated its welcome in some ways. But I think everybody's very happy with the series overall. Um, so, you know, if we never get a Chibi, another Chibi-Robo game, I, I think I can live with that at the very least. But I know I'm somebody who does not play games particularly quickly so like i like i will probably have skip games that i'll be able to play sometime here in the next 10 years like that i'm probably going to be good for a while on skip games so i am not desperate for it speaking of games that i'm good for a while because i haven't played into the games in the series otherwise or at least Chibi robo i've played a few but not all of them um wild arms and shadow heart very interesting situation i have never heard of a double kickstarter before I don't really know what a double Kickstarter is. It seems like maybe they have a joint campaign with like how much money they're trying to raise. I think it's like $750,000 or something like that. Um, but wild arms and shadow hearts have spiritual successors coming along, or at least the teams uh, are making games in that series. I don't know enough about shadow hearts to really say if it's like a full spiritual successor, but, um, Anyways, but yeah, these are just some ex-people from uh, the Wild Arm series, which, you know, typically would be developed by MediaVision, um, although MediaVision is still around as a company, and I still desperately want to know what they're doing, um, but we are not at this point in my lifetime where we know what media vision's doing so um so i still wonder every day no not every day but i do think about media vision probably more than i think most people because i'm just like what the heck are they doing Valkyrie chronicles 4 was like 2018 what's going on you ported a game to ps4 you're running a mobile game you have like 300 employees though <laughs> um, so i'm very curious what they're doing anyways wild arms successor uh, uh god do i have the name here uh arm fantasia and then penny blood would be the for the um Shadow uh, Hearts uh, successor. But, you know, I don't know enough about the Wild Arm series to like look at it and be like, yeah, this is doing, you know, what I need this to be. I also don't know enough about the Shadow Hearts series, but I do know the Shadow Hearts series has like a kind of a cult following. Um, but they looked very good visually at the very least. You know, $750,000 seems pretty low. So I would assume they are getting some other support otherwise. Uh, but visually, they definitely looked very nice and very clean. I don't think they've said anything about specific platforms, but I think they said they wanted to bring it to quote all modern platforms i shouldn't quote because i don't know if that's quote but i think i think it was like all modern platforms is what they said they would like to bring into that's not them saying they're going to um so uh you know i think it probably depends on how much money they end up raising um uh, so given these are kickstarters it doesn't sound like there are guarantees to go through um let me see if i can check to see what the current um if they have uh, uh accepting money right now Okay, they have not launched their Kickstarter yet, so um, they, they have a notification for launch for coming soon. But anyways, um, it is interesting to see those coming. Hopefully they work out. I think there are a lot of fans of those series who would love to see those video games, even if they don't hold their original names. I don't know who owns uh, Shadow Hearts. I think does Sony own Wild Arms? Sony might own Wild Arms. Although there was the situation where like they did a Wild Arms mobile game I do not think that's that Wild Arms name is on there, though, or that uh, Sony's name is on there, though. But I think they've always published in Japan um, the the Wild Arms series. So I know in the U.S. it's a, li- a little more um, iffy. I think uh, like XSEED picked up the publishing rights towards the end of that lifespan. So anyway, it's very cool. They look very nice. You should definitely look at those. They're very clean looking games. I'm sure if there's a Switch version, they will not look nearly as clean, but but uh, at least they they should. Oh, and uh, they actually showed off for R and Fantasia like 15 seconds of gameplay. I don't know if that's actual gameplay or like, you know, mock gameplay, um, but that's out there too as well. Again, I'll link links in the description if you want to see those. Speaking of modern consoles, did you know... That the PlayStation Five is more expensive in most regions uh now or rather coming soon uh September fifteenth is when it's actually happening, but yeah they're raising the price of the PlayStation five in a lot of regions. You know a lot of things uh kind of playing a role in this in terms of you know inflation as well as um you know i'm not sure how much it matters but the, like the u.s dollar is definitely strong right now i think but compared to most regions so like importing stuff is always a lot cheaper it makes me wonder if like one day we'll ever get back to like the region locking situation i hope not um i think i think at this point it seems likely that that is all in our past but i think a lot of the reason. I could be wrong, but I, I believe a lot of the reason why region locking happened was to, you know, prevent people from, you know, basically getting discounts based off the differences in regions and costs. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. I don't think we've had a a price rise for hardware ever. Could be wrong about that, but that's uh, fascinating. Um, anyways, but, um, you know, I, I definitely... Uh, Anyways, but the actual amount that's getting raised up, I don't know enough about, you know, a lot of these different currencies. But for Japan, I think it's like an, an additional like 5,000 yen or something like that. So typically normal times that'd be about 50 bucks. But I think in the modern day, that's maybe closer to like $30 now that the price is going up. But again, this is for Canada, Europe. UK, Australia, Mexico, China, and Japan. I highly doubt I am the first time you're hearing this, but if for some reason you do hear this from me first, you can go look up any of those regions and the cost for those. Not gonna read them all off here again. Links are in the description, <laughs> um, but but yeah, um, but so there's a, some discussion online about this a little bit. Like, hey, Microsoft's gonna raise prices. If you don't know, um, Oculus um, or Facebook, Meta or whatever their company's name now. I don't know what they're calling it. The Quest uh, Two uh, apparently they they raised the price on that or, or raising the price on that. So I think a lot of people were discussing you know whether Xbox would raise the price. At least right now, Microsoft is saying they will not be raising the prices in other regions at the moment. You know, things could definitely change, but at least that is their line right now. Nintendo is also saying we're not raising prices, but Nintendo. this is like six-year-old hardware for Nintendo now. So, like, I, I'm guessing they're making decent amounts of money off their, their hardware purchases. Um... I think Nintendo traditionally has made money off of their hardware. So anyway, so um, it doesn't seem like anyone else will be raising prices. I saw some people blaming Jim Ryan on this. I don't know. I'm kind of, I still am at the point where like, I don't see a lot of reason to get a PlayStation five still for myself. I think maybe the end of next year it will be a very different situation. Probably. Um, obviously the prices are not raising the U S at the moment, so I'm not really affected personally, but I guess I just don't see like a lot of reason to get a PlayStation five right now. Anyway, still, I think, most people are probably still good on PS4. Um, you know, obviously you're you're sacrificing technical aspects of games, but and 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 some people want that like 100 like uh, best experience every time. I do kind of feel like you know with how games have diversified though, like more powerful hardware is just significantly less important because a lot of games just either. A are using like sprite art and stuff like that so are, are, like the overhead is significantly less you know that's not to say they don't like you know tax the system in any way, but I think it's a lot easier to you know they're not they're not as intense as like you know, the the latest AAA release or something like that. And then you also have a lot of just like janky games that come out that are budget using like Unreal engine and like <laughs> regular assets and things like that. I mean not every game is that way, but I feel like this is like a wider scale of what video game graphics could look like. A lot of games don't feel like they're using the hardware to its fullest in a lot of ways. So I feel like, you know, that the need for like, oh, I need the best looking experience just doesn't matter as much. I know like the, um, what was it called? The, uh, Final Fantasy Origins game. I believe that actually maybe looked significantly, I don't know if worse is the right word, but it looked looked like a downscale piece. Like if you go on PC and downscale a version of a game, it kind of looked like that where like everything was just a little muddier than you'd expect. But you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I usually can't tell those kind of visual differences really, unless you put them side by side personally. Um, you know, that doesn't mean they don't matter and honestly, when I'm capturing, that's when I really notice the most cuz I'm like, "Hey, I want to get the best looking footage for most people." Um, but when I'm playing a game by myself, like most of the time at some point 5 minutes in, I do not see the smudginess anymore. I think that is part of why I adapt so well to poor frame rates and to low resolution games like I I didn't really notice any issue with Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Xenoblade Chronicles 2 I think was a little worse but like visually I think Xenoblade Chronicles 3 generally holds up very well but like I go back and look at footage of that game it it does not necessarily look great like in a screenshot format at the very least makes making thumbnails of that game a nightmare honestly so (laughs) so yeah but so rest in peace um but you know hopefully prices will come back down eventually sometime soon really weird era of hardware right now just with how things have been just slowly tricking trickling out stuff like that and then we got a couple of smaller news stories here one is that debtor of alive venus vacation added a new character they've been adding new characters we do not cover every new character added to dead or alive venus vacation on this podcast unfortunately i'm not the number one stop for dead or alive news venus vacation news sorry specifically venus vacation i i do not know enough about dead or alive but i know more about venus vacation than i probably should as somebody who doesn't know much about dead or alive uh but i played it like for i think like a month or something like that and it was fine like the the presentation was the big thing is the the thing i always come back to like the music in that game is great Uh, but they introduced a new character called shandy um and i think the reason why i wanted to talk a little bit about shandy like nothing in depth here Um, but I think the reason why I want to talk about Shandy a little bit is that, um, I feel like she's probably one of the more distinct characters they've released recently. Probably the last one I feel that really stood out was the little Oni girl they added or whatever. I mean little oni girl or whatever she's like probably like you know it's more than such she's like oh she's probably three thousand years old or something <laughs> but um anyways but they have like an oni they added and like uh, outside of like most body types in dead or alive are very similar um so um for dead or alive vita's vacation especially for the new cast which definitely don't really feel like they have the effort put behind them as like a traditional dead or alive new character but i like shandy because her demeanor was pretty different she's like a bark tender or whatever but she's kind of like somewhat apathetic there are other characters that are apathetic again don't get me wrong um but like i don't know just like it's kind of a g- good general vibe and i also liked how her her hair is like this darker hair color on top and like it fades fades off at the bottom but i think i like and still in this world where in my brain like when they introduce these characters to this video game i'm like they gotta eventually put them in a fighting game at some point right but like at the same time they've they've shoveled out like so many generic looking ladies that are pretty much just there for like the um you know typical fan service i mean the fan service type game it is i mean that is what venus vacation is right um there there are things going on with that are live extreme games don't get me wrong but um like that that is the core incentive behind that game is that fan service part um, and like, I think part of me is just like, they've got to make good on this at some point. They've got to make them all fighting game characters, but I know they absolutely will not. I think, and I think historically they have added new dead or alive characters in the extreme games and they have not added them in because of stuff like that. I think, uh, what was it? Uh, who is it? Isn't there like a girl in the PSP one that's like exclusive to that? I don't remember. Maybe she's not all, oh, maybe she's that, that. There's, like, a character that was, like, a roulette character around that time with red hair. Maybe it was that late. It was, like, it was like a crossover character or something. I don't know. Anyways, I just thought Shandy liked me. Um, I don't like her song nearly as much, though. So, I don't know if it's a new song, I will say. So, I, I usually that's the number one thing I'm looking for in a Dead or Alive character re- or Venus Vacation character reveals. Like, do you have a good song? Um, I like I like uh, Patty's song. Um, And I also like Fiona's song. Those are two very good songs in that game. So, anyways... There's our little Dead or Alive Venus Vacation minute. We'll go in hibernation until another character catches my eye. And I'll be like, they got to have these guys in the fighting games at some point. Again, I think I've said that multiple times. <laughs> um, I like that. Not this, this podcast specifically, but like in the past, I believe we have talked about Venus Vacation. I'm just like, when are they going to have these characters fighting games? Even though knowing better that they will not. But I think part of me is just like, they got to commit. They got to commit. This is your Dead or Alive world. Build the Dead or Alive world today. With more characters. Start to, time to add men um, to Vinny's Vacation. What are they doing? Uh, new Inazuma Eleven screenshots came out. Um, there's only like four screenshots, um, and they do not show much at all. Um, but I wasn't really taken aback by just like, they look really good. Admittedly, these are like in-development screenshots, but I believe this might be a Switch-only game. I, I can't remember if they said what platforms it's going to be on, but I remember Switch being like kind of the core thing they talked about. When they were we recently talked about them because they're talking about like you know, the, the touchscreen aspect of the game and like they still they keep some of those touchscreen aspects in place with the um the the switch version at the very least I think it's a switch exclusive I don't know for sure um but I did like the I think visually they look the game actually looks very nice I think it's the first we've seen of the new Inazuma 11 game on switch and I think this is the first time it's been on a system that's not the 3ds so it's been really nice to see or it's really nice to see like those characters kind of uh be converted over to like high quality. 3d uh graphics um i believe there are inazuma 11 animes though that came out so i'm sure that you know i wouldn't be surprised if they used 3d models in those in the past and that this is pretty similar but i don't know enough about that stuff i just know the 3ds soccer game so i just thought it looked pretty nice they're gonna have more announcements coming later this year in 2022 so i'm interested in seeing what they say about that if only because i'm like level 5 are you gonna survive inazuma 11 for the switch level 5 if this game sells, do you have enough Yokai Watch 2 money to continue to push you through, through life? <laughs> so, um, really curious to see what happens in level 5. They they felt like they were on top of the world for a while. And now they're just like, I don't know what's going on with them. I would be very curious to see what, what happens. So, anyways... That's it, though. I just wanted to end that off with two two light little character appreciation stories, I guess. Um, but you know, sometimes I think it's fun to like kind of bring up and be like, "Shandy, hey guys, Shandy, Shandy's here." Like it's, it's weird. It's like it's pronounced like S, or it's like spelled out like S H A N D Y. That's how Silicon Era at least spelled it out. So Shandy. So, anyways, uh, that's the Japanese version of Venus Vacation, by the way. Yeah. But that's it for this week. Thank you so much for coming. Onechore.com is the website. Like I said earlier, or maybe did I say earlier? I I always have to start the podcast over like three times at the beginning of the stream, and I always forget the beginning of the recording. I always forget what I said when and where. Um, uh but N- Apple Tail will be streaming that this week. I had those issues I had earlier, um, but I'm just going to use S video, so we're going to be playing it at a lower resolution. But you know, it's fine. We'll live for S video is plenty fine for most people. Um, so we will be doing that. Um, and then also, um, I'm going to try to have some kind of video out this week. I do not think it'll be the Xenoblade video. I would be very surprised if it's the Xenoblade video. I'll let you know. Um, It will probably will be something pretty quick to record, whether that be the pickups video or a Japanese Wii commercial video. I'm going to guess the latter there, the Japanese Wii commercial video, um, if I do that. so. Or I will just let you know if I don't, won't post anything this week. I think there is definitely a part of me that's like, I should... Like, I don't, I don't, yeah, I shouldn't, like, lock myself in as much. I I know that YouTube's always changing. That's the plan, at least for now. Anyways, BoyCatrolRoticon is the website. Do you listen to this podcast through your ears only? Did you know there's a YouTube version where you can stare at my face for, like, 30 minutes to an hour if you really want to? You can do that. I get some graphics that I put in the background sometimes, but they're very simple up to you you can jump come here join in if you want um, or if you are watching on youtube you're like i don't need to see your face ben i just need to listen to you um, you can go to anchor fm or, or any podcast service you can search for one control report i should show up on there but anchor fm would be the place you can find if um, you are trying to figure out which podcast services if you cannot find it on the podcast service that you use um, and then yeah i think that's pretty much it Uh, Thank you again, again, for people who join in on the Patreon. I appreciate that again, as always. So we'll have that Buddy Mission Cup video coming up next week. Um, But yeah. But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you guys have a great week. Bye!